what is up? Welcome back for another episode of The Tailgate Show. It's Double A. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Of course, we have Air Jair, Jeremy Kramer, Air Jair 54. What's good, JJJJ Remy? What is up, man? And. Uh, normally, we are joined by Brian. Oh, there oh, he is. Hi. Oh, what's up, he got a belt, he son. Belt. He got a belt. I see belt. how he do with his belt. Mm-hmm. Right on. What's up, gentlemen? No. Oh, 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 you messed up. Yeah. We don't want that mug in the big shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, the big oh, shot. Can't handle all that. Yeah, man, just walking around with my belt all day. Now, did you win that belt, or did the coach just give it to you because somebody else won the belt, and you need a little, you need a little, uh, you need a little confidence? Is that what happened? Because I heard, I heard, I heard you didn't win the belt, Mitch. I heard you were just holding it. Is that is that true? Man, yeah, no, this is my kids, but uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. Did you guys see that? Did you catch that little that little uh, revelation that was actually <laughs> found That's out brutal. that That's they brutal. gave Mitchy Poo the belt to hold for the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, like. <sighs> It's, I think it, man, all right, so we got 14 days left till kickoff, right? QB battles, con- QB battles continuing here. It has, seems like a, almost like a dead even from what we're hearing. I just think, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I've thought it's always been Mitch. That's kind of like why they brought Foles in. Like, his contract is almost like, kind of says like, I am, it, he's a backup. It's more affordable for them. If they have to put him in, then they're going to have to pay him. That's how I've always kind of felt this whole time, man. But I mean, from what you, you put in the chat, what that guy was saying about how Foles is kind of looking pretty smooth in the offense, picking things up, reading the defenses. I don't know who, where, where that quote was from, but like, it's directly from Hoag's article. Oh, it was direct, okay. right. yeah, I, mean, the, I mean, essentially all we have is the sources that we have. And again, and I'm not sure any, everybody really understands this, but they're really limited as to what they can say. They really cannot just extrapolate and come up with, you know, things that didn't get asked about. It's just the way the bears. Rules and they're, they're also reporters, not talent evaluators. Absolutely. And there, it seems like they've kind of amongst themselves sort of given, you know, assignments, so to speak, like Hoag sort of said, I'm going to take the QB thing, you know, and I mean, yeah, obviously they aren't all working together and they're own, they're doing their own things, but amongst like John's Hoag, Fishbane, uh, Finley, you know, JJ, like they all seem to be sort of working together, you know, and we've talked about how they've done the kind of the tag team questions and stuff. But anyway, Hoag has kind of taken the mantle of the, the you know like the chief scorekeeper of this thing. Now you know what makes him qualified to do that. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about how as a Bears fan, we are kind of not the brightest and best at evaluating quarterbacks ourselves because we really don't have the strongest eye for them. And and I'll be the first to admit that as soon as any quarterback puts a Bears jersey on, I'm like a little bit like. Oh, I want him to win, you know, exactly. so I don't even know if I, I don't know if I judge them properly myself. So, I mean, he's had enough time at the training camps to know what it looks oh, like. Oh, absolutely. And the guy, I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. Far right. from it. Right. So we're, um, going, we're going quarterbacks right out of the gate, eh? 
That's the biggest I mean, story, man. All right, let's go quarterback. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Tear with a little little angel's envy, lovely yes, angel's sir. envy. Yes, oh. have a little, have a little horn the delicious on smoothness that is angel's envy. I'm uh, please sponsor us. Please, please sponsor us, angel's envy. We would yeah. love to. To be plug. Mm-hmm. We would love to say uh, Angel's Envy because I drink it and they pay me for it. That's right. That's, what I- <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> so, the yeah. So The quarterback is weird, man. I mean, we watched enough videos. We've seen enough. It's just, I mean, it's so hard for us as fans right now to get any kind of grasp because the narrative is so clogged. It's so filtered. It's so not what we're used to, you know, of the years that we went to bourbon a and all that stuff, you know, where you would get a visual and you could make a educated, a somewhat educated statement about the quarterback position Mm. this year. It's so watered down. You don't even know. I mean, you just don't have a clue. I mean, the, the one quote that you put up, I thought was telling is that it seems to that Foles reads the blitz pre-snap and can throw into it. Incomplete passes. That's one thing that just, that's what we need. That's exactly what we need. Yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. To yep. me, that's so big. Like, you can't, you can't really understate how huge, you know, or overstate how huge that is. This is what Hoke said. He said, on the positive side, Foles' decision-making continues to stand out. He regularly recognizes where blitzes are coming from and threw into the blitz twice Saturday for completions. It's clear he's in command of the offense and reads the defense well before the snap. I'm done. I'm sold. Yep. Good That's to go. It. Yeah. That's it. That's the brochure. That's the Nick Foles brochure. That's what you're giving me. You, you want to sell me that? Fourth round draft pick, $8 million, $7 million. I'm sold. We are good to go on that brochure that you know i don't need the white walls i don't need the clear coat i don't need a spoiler i don't need the v6 give me that set of features and let's hit the road well you also you also have Nagy when he was asked about the two interceptions fuller had still making excuses Absolutely. They're giving this guy the belt to hold. You know, they're making sure he gets prime spots and all the highlight reels. Like, you know, and, and, oh, by the way. Well, the ball was tipped. Well, why was it thrown to be tipped? You know, like that. Right. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, he threw it after he was sacked. Or, like, what the fuck ever, Nagy? Like, he just, it's like knee jerk for him. Like, someone asked about an interception. I got to throw myself in front of the oncoming train and protect Mitch. (laughs) Like, he couldn't. Help himself. Ugh. And he also like, said something kind of, to me that was kind of telling when Nagy kind of have to really, like, pay attention to the little things he throws in there. And when he was talking about uh, – somebody asked him a question about what, you know, how's the backup going to be able – like, how should they be able to handle it, whatever. He said there can't be a setback mentally for whoever the backup is. They need to be ready. That's false. That's, if Mitch ends up not getting the starting job, you know it's going it's gonna to hit him a but, lot harder. Again, I feel like just stack the two up together. And, again, I've said this a million times. I think they're basically two backups. I think you have two borderline starters, and one of them has to start. I don't really think we have a guy who's awesome. I don't. Like, I just I don't see it. I don't see Mitch ever becoming awesome, and I don't see Foles ever being awesome for a long stretch of time. Foles can get hot. We've said all this. And even in they are. Or, or a streak of bad play, though, who would you rather have coming off the bench, Foles or Mitch? 
And I think that's going to factor into the. It is going. Now, here's what I'll say. I will say this: that if Foles gets wins the job, he's not coming out unless he's injured. Right. Period. There's not going to be a. There's not going to be a bench Foles for Mitch situation because Nagy's balls are in the wind. If Foles is a starter, even more. And so he's not going to, like, you remember how he wouldn't admit that he was wrong, just kept dialing up throw after throw after throw to try to get Mitch going? What do you think he's going to do for Foles? I mean, like, the excuse parade is going to be like the Rose Bowl parade for Foles. If Foles has a bad game, I mean, there will there won't be such a thing. Like, you know, Anthony Miller better better make sure he's got padding because he's gonna, you know, he extra padding because he's gonna be taking hits from Coach Nagy if things don't go well or Foles is in there. I mean, uh, that's his track record, so we have to go with that, right? I mean, right. That's, that's all he's ever shown us. Right. Like, oh well, he's not in the exact right position. Well, I don't think. I mean, you, if you're going to do that for one, you better do it for the other. I just, like, yes. And so that's what I think is that if, if you we start with Foles or whatever, we go with this cockamamie start with Mitch thing to just see, like, what do we need to see? I don't know. But if if they're really that close and Foles just, just isn't, you know, wowing you and everybody's, you know, uh, hyped about Mitch making a throw against the second string or whatever, okay, so you go with him. I I just don't know. I, Mitch is the one who's going to have the leash. Otherwise, I don't think Foles has a leash. Foles just has is he healthy or not? And that's that's the way I that's the way I see it. I think you're right. I think Foles has got less to prove. Mitch has got more to prove. I think somebody's going to have to really separate who's who's doing better this week they i'm sure they're gonna have a decision by next weekend so i, I think this is a big week for both of them Nag, Nag, you said they're gonna continue to split reps but now it's completely controlled by the team so we right we're it's lockdown time right absolutely and all shock of shocks that should come as a shock to absolutely nobody if Nagy said they're not going to announce it till the last minute of course they fucking aren't like anybody that thought that they were they're not and guess what if they stop splitting reps, we'll never know about it. <laughs> like, if somebody takes all the reps because they've been named the starter, we're never going to know about it. Because if anybody, you know, I mean, who's going to who's gonna leak it? Nobody. Like, you know, we'll be watching Mitch's girlfriend's Instagram for hints. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> she and I had a lot of ice cream. What's going on? Like, <laughs> is she off the, is she off the uh, CrossFit Pilates life, and she's hitting the the pints of Ben and Jerry's a little harder than than normal. I mean, that's all we have. Well, well, welcome, welcome to the Chicago Bears quarterback live. <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> reality television. Like, what's Mitch's girlfriend making for meal prep this week? Hmm, mm. that's nice salmon. Lovely. <laughs> Next week it's full blown. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, and then and then you know you had the Mitch presser where Mitch was like coming to us live from underneath the Waldron deck or something like in a cave. Like he had his earbuds in, no service. Like I mean, you know, the service is bad around there, but it was rough. Like I was like, really, man? Like, where are you? Like Khalil Mack sounded better all huffing and puffing on his on his Peloton bike, you know, than Mitch under 
underground. And I don't know. I just think, I don't think Mitch seemed real confident. You know, he's talking about, they got to, I got to show them that I can make big plays and, you know, I'm just going to, it's like, you feel the struggle with him and Foles is just like, yep, I'm going to be myself. Yep. You know, and somebody asked him like, are they giving you like the, you know, the real deal, the harsh feedback, the, the brutal honesty and Foles is like, I'm not asking for feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that maybe that's a telling point in what's really going on with Mitch, you know, where he was pretty much dialed in. And the pressers on time, part of that group. And maybe that's maybe that's a tell as to what's really happening in the quarterback room. I don't know. I mean, I think Mitch still believes he has a shot, but I just feel like how could you at this point not to have a little bit of doubt creeping in? You know what shout, I mean? shout out to the guy that made the Tyler Bray video. Today. Yes. That yeah. was Robert Bray. Schmidt. Very yeah, Robert well Schmidt, uh, very well done. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that video, pretty great. Uh, just basically, you know, making the case that uh, that he should, um, you know, that Tyler Bray should should start. Yeah. And I tell you what, you could throw together a pretty sexy highlight reel of Tyler Bray, like throwing to Tanner Gentry and Thomas Ives, oh and um, like he threw together you hear pretty... the Ives Hive stands and the freaking yo, the Ives Hive was like, whoa, Ives Bray Ives, Ives highlight in there. Yo, it was like, I mean, I, that's what goes to show you is that like any professional level quarterback you can throw together a sick reel on them you know what i mean like you you can do it you know like because they're professional damn quarterbacks so at least they should be I mean, I mean i was calling for tyler bray at one point last season yeah i mean like oh, might as well what you got at some point last year that's what i was thinking yeah, I mean, I sure wish, you know, that we had Jacob Eason or, you know, I mean, the, the Colts have, have Rivers, Brissett, Eason, and Chad Kelly right now. I'm like, oh, that must be nice. Like, all this stable of young quarterbacks, like, slinging it around. We get to hear about Jacob Eason sounding like he's better than Jordan Love, who apparently looks like jack shit. Horse crap. Whoops. <laughs> Even our, uh, yeah, our boy Patrick Sheldon's boy there in Seattle, they're saying he's looking pretty decent too. Yeah, Anthony Gordon? Yep. Yep, yeah. He's going to get the, I mean, the. I don't know who the backup is there. I think it's Geno Smith. So he, he's going to end gonna, up. He's got that number two spot then. Yes, and my damn. I mean, I don't know if Anthony Gordon, you know, I mean, he's kind of going to be stuck there. So I don't know if he ever gets to start, but. I mean, to, yeah, you know, sorry about the bounce. Like though. GMs actually believe in drafting quarterbacks and keeping. Yeah, state like that big lie. That big lie that we. Where uh, have we heard that? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Right. Out for a minute, my my whole kitchen and dining room, all, everything's torn up up there, right? So like, it's all plywood floor right now because we're having the remodel. But like, that dryer sounded like a damn helicopter. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, man. So we also had the big news of the Montgomery injury. And that kind well, of that video looked bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an, it's another weird instance where like, is it, does it seem like Adam Schefter used to be like Johnny on the tweet with the with the injuries? Like he 
like right. he is now. Like I, you know, I mean, now they have, and I don't, you know, I, I follow these different lists of all the beat reporters and whatever. So like things will pop up on the timeline, you know, and obviously in normal camps where the reporters can actually report, um, things come out, you know, and uh, so you see such as such as you know carted off the field, and listen, Schefter's like Johnny on the spot. Well, it's like with this. You know, what happened? Uh, you know, uh, our boy, our boy who lives in Queens came out with a little, little, little one of his, you know, boats and was like, yo, uh, the Bears might be looking for a running back soon. Dot, dot, dot. I may creep off over here and look at my sources. You <laughs> got fed from somebody, man. I mean, he huh? <laughs> got the feed from somebody. He did. So, so everybody freaks out. Twitter catches fire, you know, Elmo GIF, flames, like <laughs> I'm in hell. Yeah. Everybody's just like, what the Montgomery ACL, MCL, blah, 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 non-contact, you know what that means. I, that. I don't yeah. like my running back right. game. Oh, well, I mean, whatever. That's I'm not shitting on anybody. I mean, that's what Twitter is. That's why we're there. If you don't like that, you should probably find a different app. Like it's it, Twitter is like brush fire of thoughts, you know, like essentially is well how that works. And so everybody's freaking the fuck out, you know yeah. what I mean? And then it finally comes out that it's, you know, it's it looked like a, it's a groin. You see the video and you're like, oh, it doesn't seem like his knee twisted, like, you know. Just I, I thought it was a hyperextension when I looked at it. I was like, oh, I can see a hyperextension there, but I mean, I'm the doctor. I know they said it wasn't a big deal, but a groin can linger all season, man. Like, yes, you, yeah. you oh, ever, absolutely. I don't want to. Throwing a groin. Oof. That's a, that's a I mean, I never, I never have, you know, I, I just know that we, how much time do we spend talking about groins? Pause. <laughs> With Trey Burton. I played sports a little too late in life, like went further than I should into my late thirties. And yeah, man, it's, it's no joke. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, but still it's, it's something that, and it's a, once it gets weak, man, it lingers. So oh, next episode, you can tell us a story about how the perfect game at the bowling alley in the big tournament was messed up by a groin pull. It was a bowling. But, oh, it was men's softball. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> anyway, groins, man, they can turn into something. You know, speaking of Trey Burton, he he came down with a with a calf strain, so that'll probably be him out for about twelve to fourteen weeks. I just can't catch a break, man. No, okay, so so David Montgomery, that comes out later in the day, two to four weeks. You know, now they're optimistic once again. Look at this guy, man. He dipped in and out like Batman. Like, I don't know, like where, where does he go? Just so, in your role, brother. <laughs> Just the hold on, hold on. Let me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this up. Bam. No. There you go. There you go. Um, no, like David Montgomery. I mean, they're talking about could he be in the first game? And then all of a sudden, you know, here is the old. Uh, Running back death chart, rearing yeah. its head. <laughs> you made a bet 
that I know is going to come back and bite us in the ass. There's no way <laughs> I will triple quintuple that bet in a heartbeat. That there is no way in the world that like that Cordell Patterson is the leading rusher. Like every, like so many things would have to go wrong for that to happen. It's... I just like I just I can't even like imagine. It would be, the, it would be so bears if it did. Yeah, but if that happens, I mean, we're absolutely like like it's the season's over. Like it's Trevor Lawrence time. Yeah. Like at that point, because I just I don't see that be, I don't see that happening and that being a good thing. Because that means Tariq is hurt, Dave Montgomery's hurt, Ryan Nall is Ryan Nall, or Tavis Pierce can't get out of his own way. I mean, we're not even gonna have all those guys on the roster. I don't. I don't know. Nall's probably going back to the practice squad now. Our Tavis Pierce says Nall might be the best well-rounded running back we have after after. Wait, oh, from his two plays as um, a pro. Uh, okay, man. I'm just saying. Do you think who out of that group would you want as your as a potential full time back? If that's I want to see Artavis Pierce. I, I mean, I, I'm more excited about seeing Artavis Pierce. Yes, Pierce. Pierce is young though, man. Like he's still. I, right. I I like his potential, but he still needs to work. I mean, the knock on him out of college was run blocking and or, sorry, pass blocking and and receiving. So those are two critical things. Right, and and, and honestly, like rookie running backs. Uh, a lot of what goes on is pass blocking. I mean, whether you can stay on the field, especially on third down, is really tends to be about pass blocking. You know, unfortunately, Tariq. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Tariq with his frame. I mean, pass pass blocking is not really really consistent in his repertoire either. I think if Tariq actually started, I mean, you watch him in college and he ran with a purpose. I mean, he he would run up the middle. Like, if he could get back to that, maybe. But, like, as far as pass blocking, it would be rough for him. Cordero's, like, uh, I don't know. He's not a full-time back. I, I think I think Nall would probably might be the solution there if we had to choose. And I, I know he hasn't lit the world on fire yet, but I think all around. Yes. You, brought up, you brought up pass blocking. You know, that's what they do in pre, the preseason and training camp, you know. Running, yeah. running backs just get run over and – I think back to when, well, two years ago, three years ago, that was something we watched very intensely because we knew blocking was going to be something. And with the running back stable that we had, you know, Kwiatkowski was coming. You know, I watched him blow up a couple of running backs. So, Artavis Pierce, he's a rookie, but guess what, Rook? You better get ready. You better, if you're, because you got a chance. If you can be productive. Here's what I hope is that our Tavis Pierce doesn't become this year's take one myself. You know what I mean? Because like, that's my fear is again, it's like, you don't, you have two quarterbacks. You have no quarterback. You have four running backs. You have no running back, you know, like, and, and I think everybody needs two running backs that you can, you know, you can shuffle in and out. Um, but I'm just worried that we we become extremely predictable with with them, you know, and, and that's what I've talked about before with Corderell. You know, I think Ryan Nall is that same thing. It's like, oh, here comes Ryan Nall. You know what's happening now. Like, we need somebody who's going to really be in there a majority of the plays, and I feel like that's who Montgomery is, but... Oh, I'm hoping he recovers, man, because I, I think he, he, was, he was primed to have a huge season. I mean, I think he's going to be fine. Ultimately, I I kind of feel like I'd be surprised if we see him in game one. I I am on that same page too because two, two to th- uh, three weeks is going to be tough. 
Let me ask you this. Do you think if there is no Montgomery, and that favors a Foles, that, that goes on the Foles side of thing, right? Because you don't want to have Mitch with a rookie running back or Mitch with, you know, like. Does, does it, though, because you have the threat to run with Mitch. Do you? I want to see it. Like, he needs to I, show I think, me that. I think if his, like, his shoulder was the reason he wasn't running last year. Oh, uh, is that shoulder. it? Was that it? Like, because I'm pretty sure some running quarterbacks just go ahead and keep running. Yeah. Like, you know um, what I mean? I think he was very hesitant with that brace on to, to take off and, and expose himself. Yeah, I do. I think, it, I think it was a combination of the fact that he was – that he was trying to stay in the pocket more. He was trying to be somebody else. And then when he got hurt, then that instinct that he had to run. But I'm just saying, like, I don't – like, it's not like Mitch has proven anything yet. So I feel like sometimes we lean on this idea that he's an established this. He's an established mobile quarterback. I, okay, yes, he had a decent season where he where he ran for 500 yards. Great. But, but- – is that something that's still in his repertoire? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. After last year, you'd have to you'd have to worry about it a little bit, right? Like he uh, he definitely looks a very valid argument. Like he definitely looked like he lost his groove in that regard. I think everybody, changed, everybody, I think you defensively change how you play between the two of them because you know Foles is going to stay in the pocket more. Mitch does pose that threat. It does change how you how you. Game plan. Right. Well, and then the biggest thing, and it's not to put everything on Mitch, the biggest thing that, that ultimately we're hoping is going to be the driving force in making this offense work again is those tight ends. I mean, they are everything. From everything we're hearing, they're looking pretty darn good. I'm, I don't I don't know. I'm, that can make they it. even gave praise to a Notre Dame player. Yes, shockingly, right? I mean, yeah, normally I'm, it's like pulling kid, teeth to get someone to praise a Notre Dame player. but That kid looks like a monster, man. <laughs> He's got a chance, man. Yeah, he almost killed uh, Nagy. They finally put out another uh, 1920 football drive, and our boy, the Domer, almost put a hole in Nagy's chest. <laughs> Didn't even know his own strength. The dude's it's like uh, the love tap. The dude's like Hulk or something. Well, we're gonna <laughs> need him like, to be Hulk because he's gonna have to learn to block too. He's not gonna be able just to. He can block. I, I think he's. Uh, I just. I mean. Listen, I just got a good. I got a good feeling about him. I'm not. I don't have. A, I don't have like a. I didn't have. I didn't have a good feeling about Shaheen. Never once. Never once did I look at Shaheen and go, "Oh, that seems like a good idea." Shaheen wasn't even built like a football player. He looked like He's a chicken. He looked like man. a European yes. basketball player. So uh, that's all I'm saying. But like this kid, I just look. I just look at him. It looks right. Like. You know, it just looks right, dude. This looks like this is what he was born to do. Like, God, everybody's polishing the dome today. That's gonna I mean, Jared, are we lying? Uh, tell me you, your pants don't shrink when you see Cole Komet in that jersey. <laughs> like, running down the field. They put out that those pictures of him in the, in the sleeveless joint with his hair. I was like, dang, we're about, bro. We're, like, we're, about, we're about to have a moment live, boy. We'll, we'll kill him. Like, I was like, Man. like. All the all the, the all the feels the females of River North fall at the feet of mighty King Comet, and he shall pick. I did notice that picture <laughs> today that was put up. It was a certain quarterback throwing it to him, though. It was not ten. Yeah, well, they put out. So anyway, the tight end though, like the tight end, I think you saw that. That just makes everything go. Yes. Like it makes it makes your running backs go. It makes. 
everything. Everything. Like if you can hit two deep seam routes to a tight end a game, everything changes about what you can do. Like, I mean, if they believe that you can make that throw and they believe that the tight end can get to that spot, that's like, it's just a game changer. Like, it's absolutely. It's also, you have another guy in the offense doing what they're supposed to do. It opens other things up. Right. And and I can tell you what, like, you know, we, we talked, everybody's talked about Jimmy Graham. We talked about this and that. I know for a fact that Jimmy Graham's going to be in the right spot. Jimmy Graham's going to do what he's supposed to do. Jimmy Graham's going to run the right route. Jimmy Graham's going to notice some stuff as a veteran and help the line. He's going to help the quarterback. He's going to help the receiver. He's going to, you know, like he's, he's another set of eye. And the same thing I think is can be said for Ted Ginn. You know, Ted Ginn knows some crafty old man receiver stuff that he's going to totally teach to these kids, you know, um, and, and that's that's hopefully what these guys bring to the table. And so, you know, but just having that. Hopefully they just spend a lot of time on, on working on their hands, both of them. Yeah, again, yeah, again, again, definitely. I, I, the, the Jimmy Graham drops thing is completely overstated and overrated, in my opinion. Again, on the other hand, I believe he's a dropper uh, for sure. So I don't know what do you, how much how much PT do you think Ginn is going to get? I mean, people are talking about shout out to our uh, other sister podcast, House Hall Brawl. They were talking about you know um, the the wide receiver position looks deep, and I said, well, I don't know, deep, maybe crowded. I don't know if it's deep. Like, do we know anything about anybody beyond Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson? Do we know anything? Like. I had a lot of good talk about Mooney, man. I know there were a lot of KJ yeah. Hamler marks out there before, like before the draft. They were all pissed off we didn't draft them. But Mooney seems like I'm not saying he's going to be the, have the same dynamic. But as far as stretching the field, seems to be doing some things, man. That I've heard a lot of good stuff coming out of training camp with him. For sure, he's been another guy that people have spoken really highly of. Um, you know, I and and I think it's. Game probably doesn't seem too fast for him right now, which is good. By the same um, token, they've talked up Wims too. You know, you, yeah. Wims has had some good practices. I mean, it's nut cutting time, boys. I mean, we're cutdowns are next Saturday or next Sunday. I mean, right? Well, you, you got to put it on tape, right? It's that simple. And which stinks for the, for some of these guys league wide. Like um, I think it was Austin Eckler on Hard Knocks was talking like he wasn't noticed until the preseason games, right? And like yeah, these the, there's gonna be a yeah, lot. Yeah, if he doesn't have that wayside, like if he doesn't have that big run, he he was saying that that maybe he's not in the league. You know, and Nagy, I was like, I was pissed at Nagy. Nagy actually is like. <clears throat> Touting the the usefulness of the preseason and and you know because they were talking about what they did during the scrimmage. I want to be like, dude, you don't give a shit about the preseason. <laughs> like you were Mister, I don't care about the preseason, and now you want to use it as an excuse because you didn't have the preseason. Well, like, he, he did say they were going to use it though properly. Yeah, finally. Like about- I mean, again, like I wasn't like killing the guy for not playing the guys in the preseason, but. It's clear that that fed into the overconfidence that this team and this and everybody had going into 2019. I'm not saying it would have made a difference at, at all. 
We didn't mind. Uh, we didn't mind when it worked when everybody stayed healthy all year in eighteen. Well, we might have seen. You know, yeah. I mean, it worked in that. It worked in that regard in two thousand eighteen. It didn't work so well. I mean, it's luck. There's so much luck involved. But, <laughs> but we might have seen Mitch go out there and look bad, and maybe they would have. He would have given them pause because obviously, like he was looking bad, but they couldn't say anything. The reporters couldn't say anything. That everybody who was at Bourbonnet knew he was looking bad, but we all wanted to just pretend it was the defense was so good. Yes, we were so as if like I love this whole like oh well Mitch was playing against a second string. Oh well, guess what? When they play the Lions, the Lions are going to go ahead and play their first string, just so (laughs) you know. So like. Like Very don't real. like you know like you got to beat the ones. I don't care if it's the Bears ones or if it's you know like it, you got to beat the ones. Like you got to yeah. play against the Our ones. Our division just got ones. a lot tougher today too. And the signing of Ngakwe away from Jacksonville to Minnesota makes them. I think that makes them a pretty tough. It's going to be a tough day for Massey and Lena whenever Minnesota rolls down. I agree, but but I feel like. That Minnesota lost a lot, and then they just like they're back to square one with me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see them as they kept Griffin. Yeah, and, I mean, like they had that like Griffin was nobody. They had the same right. stats. They had both had eight sacks right. and like forty plus tackles. Right. And I know he he's a, the guy that got a better player. I get that, but. Right. Production-wise, right. they're just right. replacing what they had. Yeah, all these Vikings fans are acting like, oh, we added this guy for nothing for free. Oh, it's like, bro, you just lost a great yeah. player. And then I threw that like, out there. Oh, well, he wasn't coming back anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they were all just ready for it. Fuck out of here. Like, they were not ready for it. They're, they've been going down. I mean, they lost to Fontaine. They replaced him with a rookie. They lost players on the defense. They've replaced players in the defense. This, the net net is the same, and and I mean you could say what you want about some other things, but the Bears have played the Vikings tough. You know, yeah. I mean, teams that we, they, they play everybody tough with just inconsistency at the quarterback, right? But especially against the Vikings, I mean, we see the backups dominate the Vikings. Like we we won when we didn't even really need to win. Like you know, like they 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 bitch slapped the Vikings these days. You know, and then hopefully that doesn't bite us in the ass that that luck runs out. But I just can't sit here and say that Ngakwe is going to take the Vikings over the top. I mean, no, but I think it also emphasizes our tackle problem, too. I mean, Massey's got to be there. If not, we've got to have a guy there ready. Bars is going to be ready. He, there, he was playing a little tackle. Okay, I stop you there. Put your dome away. Let him have it. I, like, you know, it, it doesn't bode well for Spriggs. Spriggs is not in the field. No. You know, speaking of other injuries that are, I don't know how worrisome they are, but Akeem Hicks hasn't practiced in a while, and I'm all right with that. Like, honestly, like, wrap that dude in bubble wrap, put him in carbonite, unfreeze him. When yeah, you know he's going to be ready. Like, so. Yeah, like, we're good on that. Like, that dude, he's ready. A-Rob, I guess the same thing. I mean, you know, uh, it kind of concerns me that, it, that you know, that he's had an ankle you know, I, I think if there was a game this weekend, he would have played. So I'm not super worried about it. Spriggs, I mean, Spriggs. Well, back to A Rob for one second, though. Like, yeah. you kind of want him out there if there is potential for it to be full. So you you need yeah. that timing now, man. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I sure hope he comes back. I don't know if they're going to, I mean, again, will we even know that type of thing? I don't think we're going to, I don't think they're going to give us anything. Like, they're not going to, it's not going to be like an end of game injury report every, every, you know, day from practice. I mean, coming up and what are they, 
what do they have left? Like nine practices, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Something like, in that like that's crazy. Like, and we're not going to know anything. We're going to be Sandra Bullock in the bird box, just like <laughs> feeling around, like <laughs> making shit up. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're going to be depending on, we're going to be depending on the blog and its sources. Like, <laughs> there it is. It's going to be a scene. <laughs> Dude, he, he writes plays in like New York or something. And he's just, he's, he writes convincingly enough for people to take the bait. I mean, he will, I'll give him credit. This particular one he was right, but I'm still waiting for the A-Rob extension. It's coming anytime. Well, now, that, speaking of which, in all seriousness, that is something that will, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen next week. Yeah. Like, that's realistically. Pace always does, does one before right. the season starts. Right. Yeah. Um, Right. Well, that's when it's happened before. It's happened, I believe it happened with Eddie Goldman and um, Jackson. Jackson. You know, this is the time. It is, but also the not know. Well, if they truly don't know who the quarterback's going to be, that's that's also can hold things up a little bit on that decision. I mean, yeah, you could say that from A Rob's side, maybe, but I don't think from the Bears' side. Do you really think they don't know who the quarterback's going to be, though? No, No, I don't. I think they knew before they brought Foles in. I think I think when Nagy's head hits the pillow, he knows. I think, and I think it's always been Mitch, man. No, absolutely I, not. I really think it's Foles. Absolutely not. Mitch has to win to get in. Foles just has to be Foles, and he's the guy they hired. They hired him for who he is, not for who he isn't. They need Mitch that, uh, to be somebody else. I think like, he's an upgraded backup plan. Yes, but but that doesn't mean that that's not the plan we're going with. I'm, I'm not saying I think Foles is like amazing. I'm just saying that Foles' job is to be Foles, and that's all he's ever said. I'm just going to be myself. I don't like. I'm not here to win anything. I'm here to be Nick Foles. That, that's a good him. thing because I don't think he's going to. No, okay, but, that's, but that's, that's the issue. Whereas Mitch is like. Mitch Johnny Tryhard is like I gotta win. I'm gonna be the winner of the contest. You know, like that's that's he's he's you know he's Captain Tryhard, like gripping on this thing. And I think he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you that's know. where you want him, though. I guess I just like he has to win convincingly. <laughs> he has to win convincingly. Nick Foles just has to be Nick Foles to win. Do or do not. There is no try. Right. Thank you, Yoda. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I just – I have a hard time believing that that Mitch is just going to get the job on face value for what exactly. Like, we've – I mean, we've talked about it, but it's just like if that's they, – They've really, invested a little bit into him. I think that might play into this. Yeah, I but that doesn't mean you throw more – they also invested in, in a fairly expensive insurance policy for him. So yes, they just did. because – you don't throw bad money after good. Like, what? I mean, you shouldn't. And I will say, I, I don't think Pace has been someone who's done that. You could, you know, you could shit on Pace about this and that, you know, but he hasn't, like, tied them to a lot of bad money. Now, they've been kicking some cans down the, down the road with some restructures and things like that with Mac. and When he brought Cooper you know, into Mark yeah, yeah, but they, that's not big money. We're talking, you know, what two year deal? You know, I, I mean, like he hasn't. I would say the biggest money mistake he made was Cody Parkey. Like I feel like he, he Glenn, quit, Glennon was right up there. 
Yeah, but it didn't kill them. I mean, they didn't. They had no payroll at that time. Like, like it wasn't like they were. You know, like I mean, I agree with you. Paying Glennon that much was was. But I'm talking about he didn't. He hasn't thrown away like fifty million dollars. You know what I mean? Like or anything like that. Like it's sure. just been short contracts. They can get out of them. You know. I mean, even the Quinn deal we've talked about, it's gotten out. It's basically like, you know, two, three-year contract. So, well, speaking of him, man, it's good to see him finally getting some action. You heard he was beasting it in that, that scrimmage. God, he's going to be so good opposite Mac. Yeah. People are going to be like, Leonard who? That's what I'm saying. Like, we're so focused on the quarterbacks, and rightfully so, but, like, everybody's forgetting, I think, just how ferocious this defense is going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I really think this defense is going to get back to like. I think we just. I think people are and they know that that's a that's a given. We just need the quarterback position. Yeah, but I feel like people are acting like it's not a given. Like people are still waiting for one of these guys to become, you know, a a, a star. Like and and really just wow everybody. And I just don't. I don't think anybody, including Nagy and Pace, is expecting that. I think they're hoping that Mitch would turn the corner, but I don't think anybody from their side of things is thinking that Foles is going to be, you know, some, some superstar, um, you know, in camp or anything else. I mean, you know, I just, I just think they know what he is and I think he's delivering on that. I think they provided the safest competition possible for Mitch. They could have brought somebody in here that would have actually like come in and you know, that guy's not, not messing around. Like he's, he's they, they provided themselves a comfortable quarterback that they're familiar with. Let's, let's call it what it is. They've all coached with him. They've all played with him. They know what he can do and not do. Do you believe that, that Teddy Bridgewater was really going to sign? And then they really told him he was going to have to compete with Mitch. Do you believe that? Or was that, was that gamesmanship in some weird way? Like, because I don't know if I still believe that. If that's the truth, though, that I mean, to tell him that off the rip, you're going to be in a competition, but we're going to pay you what was it, fifteen mil a year? More. It was like twenty. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see like that much money. Sixty million dollar deal, like yeah. I, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, what are we doing? If that's you're not, true, you're not paying that for a backup. No, like what kind? I mean, that would be an instance of what are you doing, Pace? Like, if that really happened, and I have to, like, I have to hope that maybe that was floated by Bridgewater's agent to drive his price up. You know, uh, maybe it was floated by by our side to to drive the price of Foles down in some weird way, or to to put people off the scent of that. But I don't know. Like, Pace is not that good at that. So, like, I don't. I mean, he, you know, like it, ever since the Toyota Camry and the and the dinner reservation, like it, it's like his magic's kind of worn off. You know what I mean? Like I don't really buy that this guy's got all kinds of smoke and mirrors or anything. You right. know, like yeah, I don't. I, I, when I saw that report, I was kind of like, I don't know. What this that's is. what I'm saying. It's like I don't. I don't know if I believe that. Like I so so to me, like it's like you know they had they were tunnel vision on Foles, but I do think now here's you know, maybe I'm just pie in the sky, but I do think that if if Cam Newton was unequivocally healthy, number one, he would have cost something. Um, the doubt about his injury. They couldn't get a physical done either. I don't believe that. Don't if they that. wanted to get it done, they could have gotten it done. <laughs> well, there like, was, he, yeah, I, I, they couldn't bring him into the facility. 
Okay, but they could have got it done. If they really, really wanted to, and we know for a fact that they didn't. They were not that all in on Cam. But what I'm saying is that is if Cam was completely healthy, number one, he would have been more expensive because he would have had value to the Panthers. The Panthers could have commanded more for him. And so there was that. You had Andy Dalton supposedly, uh, you know, the Bengals wanting like a third-round pick or something stupid like that for him. So you had that. The landscape of things was differently. I mean, you you can't can't sit here and say that there was ever a moment where it was like, okay, gun to your head. It's camera, it's Foles, or it's camera, it's Foles. Ah, Foles. Like, it wasn't like that. Like, Cam was just an unknown commodity. Maybe he shouldn't have been. Maybe that's BS, you know, but between his injuries and his surgery and and this and that, he was an unknown commodity. So you can't sit here and go, oh, Pace screwed the pooch because the the, the Patriots got a $2 million, you know, uh, former MVP and we got, you know, what we got. And so, like, I just don't buy that. Like, I don't buy that. that, We got to You can do that. Hmm? You can do that. Oh, you can, but I'm telling you it's dumb, and it, and I'm disproving it. I, anybody can do whatever they want. They can dress up, you know, like like anything they want, and, you know, run around and, and act a fool. I'm just saying, like, it's it's illogical, and it's a bad take to act as if it was Coke or Pepsi, you know. I mean, we got and, a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Right, and I not, think that does Not many count. people have that. I mean, it counts for something. For, exactly. I mean, everybody wants to say, oh, well, he only did it for eight games and nine games. You know what? He did it when the pressure was on the most, and he took our cookies right out of our hands like it was nothing. Because, because of it wasn't just because of a kicker. No, Welcome to the defense. team, Cairo Santos. No, it was only because Eddie Jackson didn't play. Don't you know? Eddie Jackson would have had 19 picks. Don't you know? There were some balls that were hung up there that Eddie would have made a play on. I have a full confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. The most, the, the, you know, you talk about the Maggie presser. Did we talk about that yet? A little oh, bit. He, were, he was bit. quick to praise Cairo Santos, wasn't he? And he was like, well, Eddie needs to get his leg stronger and healthy. Eddie hasn't kicked. I don't know. They had some kicker question. That's all he had to go by. Eddie has not like we're kicked. Back, we're back to square one with this. I mean, Cairo made all his kicks. A lot I mean, let's, kickers, let's not yeah. act like let's not act like he that Eddie Pinheiro is so much more of a proven commodity than Cairo just because Pinheiro no, won. Absolutely the, not. Like the, the and and everybody has this you know this idea because what Cairo kicked in two games I think for the Bears. Yeah. And, and and he and he made his kicks in one, and he missed them all in another, and then it was like get out of here, and then oh, Carlos Santos, like it's. <laughs> Like uh, it is what it is. Like if you tell me right now, forty-five yard kick, who do I want to kick it between those two guys? I'm telling you, Cairo Santos. Really? Yes. I don't trust Pinheiro. Shout out for the little video that they made for us. But like, bro, I don't trust Pinheiro. Uh uh-uh. uh Nope. Pinheiro is no boy now. Cairo Santos has made a whole lot more kicks in the league than than no, Pinheiro. He's been in the league longer. I, I don't know, man. I like Eddie. I think I like him, but Eddie. you're telling me right now, forty-five yard kick to win a game. Who do you choose, Eddie? Okay, Brian uh, Tier. That's a tough one. 
I would probably take the veteran Santos. See, that's where I'm at. But I'm just saying, I don't... I've seen it. I've seen him do it. And we've seen Eddie now, by the same token, we've seen Eddie in pressure situations knock a big one in Denver last year. I just, I feel like maybe this is a thing where Nagy just wants to not think about it. And with Pinheiro, he can't help but think about it. Because Nagy, like, I feel like Nagy, he kind of makes everything, you know, so personal in a way that, that he can't can't separate, you know, the whole kicker thing with Pinheiro. Like, Pinheiro in his mind still represents the double doink. I wonder it's if it's just not a Kansas City blanket. You know, it's like a security blanket. It's like, oh, right. I remember him from Kansas City. He was no, that's around. what I'm saying is he wants a field goal kicker who does not represent all this bad mojo. Like, Pinheiro is never, he, in his mind, and this is purely conjecture, clearly, but, like, in his mind, Pinheiro is never going to be separate from the double doink and from the kicker competition and from the date. And, like, the whole, he's the end of that crazy story that Nagy hates. Like, Nagy hates the story. And you can tell that Nagy hates it the way that he's so, like, froze up when it comes to kicking situations. I mean, he he was a hot mess when it came to deciding to kick or not kick. And and it's like baseball, you know, like if if you you know, make an error and the ball just finds you. And I feel like Nagy is so like gacked out about kicking situations that it feels like we're constantly in one. He was definitely like, overthinking. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's kind of what Pinheiro did to him. So I think in a way, like in his back of his mind, it's like, okay, like we've seen a guy that like, I know who he is. Cairo Santos. I know who that dude is. Like I know him. We got, you know, maybe I don't know what's a relationship they have, but like, he's a known commodity. Like Cairo Santos is like the falls of kickers, <laughs> you know, like it is like safe. Has been good. Has been bad. <laughs> like, I mean, so we're still trying to figure out our kicker and our quarterback. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's another, it's another day in Bears fan life, bro. Like nothing ever changed. Although, let's be honest, we did. We were spoiled for a long time with Robbie. I mean, we didn't have a kicker question. No, we um, did not. You know, we had every other question you could possibly think of, but we didn't have a kicker question for a while there. So I don't know. I mean, so Jer, Jer, we need a kicker and a quarterback. Go figure. Yeah. Same old. First time as a Bears fan. Yeah. Watch, <laughs> rinse, repeat. Right. Like, I, I just, uh, it, I, I, but right now, if if Eddie doesn't get on the field and start kicking with confidence, Cairo's going to be the kicker. So we could be going into game one with Cairo, Foles, and your running back is Ryan Nall. <laughs> I'm not ready. To, I mean, to complete. I know I joke around about that. Nall, but I'm not ready to completely write him off. I... Nall? Yeah, not yet. How is he even written on? You can't be written off until you're written on. Like, he's not even, like, nobody even. He has a lot of of heart, sneaky athlete. First one in, last one out. There we go. All All the adjectives you need. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I just always I fell asleep under the warm blanket of training camp lies. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing I really heard out of that that presser was pretty vanilla, but he did he did say uh, Kyle Fuller's head looked awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna look awesome because that pass rush is gonna get home. Yeah. Yes. That's and we, the, we also yes. we also learned that this will not be decided by a coin flip, so that that's big. The quarterback competition. That's yeah. It's going to be Rochambeau. That's well, he said they have they have a contingency, which I believe them. They've he says they plan for this. What if they both basically, you know, are Even. the Spider Man meme? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they have a plan. For that, right? I guess. Uh, so what that plan is, I don't know. It could well be what everybody's been saying. Throw Mitch out there because it's the Lions, and we know that we have, you know, perhaps the best backup of all time waiting in the wings, and Mitch is on a short-ass leash. I, I can see that scenario playing out. I don't like that scenario. Um, you know. I mean, we can't take Detroit for granted either. I mean – I like the scenario that no, we can't totally take them for granted, but they have like no pass rush. Yeah, I saw like, that. They're, they're very like, much rebuild, full full rebuild. Right, they got they got better at linebacker. Uh, they it's I mean I don't know. Can you say that Akuda is? You can't say that Akuda is better than Slay. No way. So that's a downgrade. You don't know what that is. Well, from right. what I, I was hearing from a guy that covers the lines, yeah. like the it's it's almost a. This getting rid of Slay was more of a the the character, how he fit into the team. Oh, it was it's got to do with the coach and fitting in with the culture? Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, that's what everything is. That that's those guys, those guys are trying to build Patriots Midwest. And you, I mean, I, a lot of those guys were no name guys. Nobody really knew much about. Then when Belichick and Patricia get them in, and they just they fit the system. And we'll see Patricia what happens. Really get them in and fit the system, though. What's no, that? he gets them out if they don't fit the system. Yeah, I mean, it's he's. You talk about a guy on a hot seat. That guy's on a hot seat. Yeah, he almost could have got his shit handed to him last year. How much of a hot seat in Detroit, though? I mean, what's the expectation? Like a dumpster fire hot seat. Well, yeah, it's weird because, you know, I mean, how long was Wayne Fonts the coach there? I I wouldn't see the move Patricia made with, with that team being one of the first in the NFL to take the day off. I think that brought that team pretty close. I think they have a lot of respect for him in the building. That doesn't mean that the Fords give a shit about any of that. Like uh, I, I'm I mean, just saying, I agree I think, with I think you. If, if you have more right, of a leash anywhere, it's Detroit. Probably... Say, all I'm saying is the expectation in Detroit. It's not like this is a. Oh sure, a, I don't, and and I don't a think winning this, organization. Right, right, and and they're not a team that has a ton of revenue outside of the standard revenue. Them losing the fans is obviously a huge deal. Um, you know, they're not going to necessarily. I think it's a, a lot of teams are going to be in a similar boat. Like short of a disaster, you're not going to see this bloody Tuesday like we see at the end of the season where you know, coaches are just getting whacked. Like, I, I think it, it, this is probably going to be a year where there are the least coach firings in a long time. That brings me to something. Did you see J.J. Stankiewicz's uh, Instagram post where the the Bears are coming out and it's like this is what football is going to look like at Soldier Field and it's just so surreal where there's there's literally nobody there and 
Yeah, street. but yes, I agree it's surreal, but but I don't know. I mean, you've been watching a little bit of the baseball. They're not going to shoot it like that. Oh, you're, no. you're not going to feel that at all. Like, I mean, it, I, I think NBA has been doing a good job with it too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, although honestly, I, I think I don't like that screen that they have behind the benches with all the faces in the NBA. It doesn't really distract me that much, but I think that's weird. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think the NFL is going to have a unique opportunity to to film the game, and we're not going to notice it like they did. But, yes, you're right, Jerry. I mean, that's definitely surreal. Um, so just to think about how Soldier is whenever we're good, and it's it's it can be a huge advantage. I it mean, can you, be. Saw, you saw it at its best when we beat the Packers. It can you know, be. Won the division. It, it gets crazy, man. It can. I mean, it's also it's also historically a stadium that's not you know like intensely loud. It's not known as as like an Arrowhead or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be weird. I just think from a from a watching it at home standpoint, I don't think we're gonna notice it that much. They're gonna they're gonna shoot it really well. Um, but that is something that that I I know the TV people wish they had the opportunity to figure out. I mean, they need the preseason too. That's that's you know, I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things that the preseason people don't really think about is that's it's also for TV and broadcast to practice. You know, uh, not that these you know organizations need to practice that much, but I think in this instance where you have a different, a unique uh, broadcast, they're gonna they're gonna wish they had that. And getting back to the Detroit thing for one minute, um, mm-hmm. the another thing I, I think is going to be interesting to see how it plays out is. So Trubisky's had probably his best consistent success against Detroit. They bring in Chase Daniel, a guy that probably knows Mitch better than anybody. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there, there, might, there, there could be something to that. You know what I mean? From a competitive edge, you're gonna, they're going to learn a lot about Mitch. Well, that's what I, I said that before. The same thing happened with Amos and the Packers. Yep. That is a huge deal, and that, to me, goes in the Foles column because there is no – there is no tape on Foles as a bear. Sure, not saying not Patricia to... can't figure that out himself, but yeah, but Patricia doesn't seem to be able to figure anybody out. Like, right? You know, apparently he runs. Yeah, you know, he's he like he can't realize that Mitch tears them up when they run man, and he doesn't switch. Like, I mean, it, you know, like I don't, I try, I don't trust you that much as a defensive coach if you get shredded up by Mitch. Like, sorry, like that doesn't really, you know, doesn't bode well for you. No, and and you know everybody likes to bring up that it was the Patricia defense in the Super Bowl that Foles shredded. You know, I mean, both those defenses got shredded that day. Eventually, the Eagles finally made a play, but I mean, it was like a thousand yards passing in that game. <laughs> like, right. I mean, you know, so so yeah, I think on the one hand, you're right, Chase Daniel, like he knows where all the bones are buried. Uh, and that's that's a problem for Mitch, in my Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Now yeah. he doesn't know the new offense. That is true. If there is one. Ooh. I the mean, there is. You think there is a new offense? I think there has to be. To some extent, there has to be because of the running, because of the running backs because yeah. of. I don't think we've been able to truly find the identity of Nagy's offense because they they weren't ready to throw it all at Mitch. And that is one place where I think that we will see more of what Nagy wants to do if Foles is in. I don't think we've really seen a clear picture of what Nagy can, what Nagy's offense would look like being able to be fully run. 
because it's just the quarterback position just hasn't panned out yet for him. Part of that has to go on the coaching, but I, I it just sucks that we haven't been able to see. I just, it, it's I, been it's been spoon fed to him, but he's never been able to. Mitch has never been able to go out there and fully run it. Yeah, maybe a couple times. I mean, in spurts, Tampa. We've seen the Detroit game, the yeah. Washington Washington spurt. You know, because um, again, I think had a great game. Hmm? The Dallas game, right? Dallas, yeah. Um, the Tampa game, it just the Tampa game was yeah, yeah. ruined everybody. Anyway, yeah, we've been over that ad nauseum. I just wonder: is there a new offense? I don't know. I mean, is there a new offense? We're assuming that there is. To some I think the new too. offense would be the fully run offense he's always wanted to run. That, well, I hope not, because that's shit. We don't know. We haven't seen it. It's been watered down the whole time he's been here. I think we don't know. We're hoping to God that there's some, you know, magical offense that he has. But, but you know, I mean, he hasn't been able to score points consistently. Nope. Like, his, the naggy offense that we're so waiting to, you know, to see, we haven't seen it. Who was it? Like, out on Twitter. Was it Zach Pearson or somebody that said getting to the 24-point Plateau. There's as people that have watched it, they're they're really. I think it was Weederer, wasn't it? Was it Weederer? Yeah, I think so. Weederer. We put out there. There's like he doesn't see how this offense is going to get to 24. It's like Dude, they can't even get to 20. <laughs> like he hasn't shown us that they can get to 20. So like I'm 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 sorry. I, I like Nagy, leader of men, blah 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 blah. Believe all that shit. He, like he is in dangerous. Territory of losing his offensive genius card, like, like where is that? Like, sorry, it, it doesn't. Ex- as far as I'm concerned, you have to earn that title back. Mitch wants to earn the starting quarterback. You got to earn the offensive genius title back because right now, like, and I hope that I hope to God that he doesn't just tried out all types of trick stuff again. Like, I hope that that's one of the benefits of COVID, in, in, if you can call it that, it, is that he doesn't have time to install all this trick BS. I mean, you know, he's making jokes about A. Jackson being in an offense. Like, no, 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 no. That was brought to him from some comments that he made on – Good morning, football yes. or something. It was a joke. It was yeah. clearly a joke. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to see any of that. I don't want to see Mackin on offense. I don't want to see Akeem carrying the ball. I don't want to see any of that crap. I want to see you prove that you can, you know, just run a normal football offense and, and get some damn first downs. Like, that's that's what I want to see. Like, Things screw all the bells and whistles. Things. Don't throw I, fades to the corner. When everybody knows the ball is going to that way because that's where you throw it. Well, the, the excuses, the, the excuses are, are are becoming less and less able to be made. Now you got your now you got your coaches in here. All right, so we went through the the offensive coach staff's been replaced. So it's it, now it's it's more on Nagy because now you're these are the guys that you're claiming you're going to war with that know your language and your system. So it's put up or shut up time. Absolutely. Well, and that's and that's very much been set up. I think it's been set up by Nagy, but I also think that you know, as much as they're all in lockstep, like you see plausible deniability being installed for Pace's benefit as well. Like at some point, he can say to the bosses, "Be like, listen, like, listen, dude, I, didn't I know Mitch didn't work out, but 
I got this guy his quarterback, Foles. I got this guy his his quarterback coach, DeFlippo. I got Laser. I got his offensive line guru, Castillo. We fired X, Y, and Z. Like, I tried everything to make it work with this guy. He just, like, it's just not panning out, you know. And But I think long before anything like that ever happened, it might be a situation where Nagy relinquishes play calling. You know, do you feel like that's something that could happen this year because of this increased trust level? Like, let's say that Foles wins the job, everybody's hunky-dory, feeling comfortable, but it just doesn't work out, and it kind of looks like it's naggy. Like, it's, you know, like for whatever reason, it just seems like, like it's... It checks and balances, comes in and says, hey, no, you're you're disproportional. It's so You're so far off that... I think even if it were to happen, we wouldn't know. Well, and and that was you noticed uh, there was a weird little snippet where he talked about one of the benefits of the scrimmage was doing the coach in the booth setup because, and I don't know if this is an aspect of social distancing or if it's oh, don't or, put Pagano in the booth. You're going to be pissed about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like he, like. It's a new setup, so I think you're very right. Um, you're 100% correct that, and Nagy has said this before, that if that does happen, you won't know. Right. Like, he's still going to be carrying his big menu. What I want to know is, what I want to see is, I want to see full start, and I want to see the Cheesecake Factory menu come out. Like, I want to <laughs> see the fucking... Pages and pages, like like Maggie bringing that menu out, like, oh, what do you want? What you got? Let me dial it up, you know. <laughs> like, like that's what I want to see. I want to see the full menu. I do too. I want I want to see the full potential of this offense and what this guy can do. And we haven't. Been, I, I think that yes, it does come down to coaching, but I think this guy watered it down to almost like a high school offense at points last season for Mitch. And it's frustrating because we really, really did thought we were, we were getting this this young, offensive, innovative mind. And I just, think he has a mind. I think every so much of Mitch's success when it's gone right has been Nagy scheming people open. Like so many people uh, say that it's not it's not a lie. Open so much, man. Uh, yeah, I mean the only reason that guys stopped being schemed open is because basically it's too complex for Mitch, and they had no tight end. Like, you know, so it's it got to the point where it was like, you know, everybody's running a, a, a comeback, you know, is the offense. It's like well, the roll out to, definitely been upgraded. So right, the, roll yeah. out to the right and everybody run a comeback. JP Horstead making a big catch. Yeah, JP Horstead. I don't think JP Horstead's gonna make the make the oh, uh, I think he's on the roster. He's he's a special teamer. Is he? Oh, I think so. Yes, right. sir. You yes, think? Sir. Yes. All right. All right. I hope so. Yes, yes, yes. J.P. Horstead is a I just, I'm running out of roster spots for these guys because, like. What was, what's the number the guy get to? 80? 80? No. Uh, I can't remember what the roster cut down. 53. And then I believe they have a 16-man practice squad right now. Right. With some ability to protect guys. But I, I'm just saying, like, the 53, I think it's going to get tight. Like, and I worry, you know, that 
Like, I think that they're going to, because of the ability to protect the offensive linemen and shuffle them in and out from the practice squad, I think you're going to see them be able to keep a few more skill positions than they would have otherwise. I'm still trying um, to figure out how, when Jesper was called JP. I must have missed that. Yeah, that was weird. I I, I, I kind of gave you the benefit of the doubt. You made up a new guy, JP Horstead. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the benefit of the doubt, and I was like, J.P. Horstead. When did did we get him? (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) I mean, Holtz, Horstead. Like, I've been reading my kid Harry Potter for the last, like, however many months. Every fucking person's name in that book starts with H. It's like Hagrid, like, Harry... Hogwarts, Hogsmeade, Holly—you like, know, half the time I'm tongue-tied. And, I mean, I try to put on a show now, throw some little accents. You know what I mean? There but it's easy to get tangled up. I have to get the audio book on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, I get you a discount. Did we end up talking? Did we end up talking? I didn't. Don't remember us even like if they were to bring somebody in. If if Montgomery injury ends up being a little lingering more than it should. Like I know, I'm, I was a little pissed off that Balaj got picked up because I know he, he didn't. didn't though. Explain it. He got back because he failed his physical. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Explain That's... your Kalen Balaj. Oh, just out of college. I know Miami struggled, but a lot of people struggle in Miami. I just think he has certain abilities that would fit well with Nagy. The guy he can catch out of the backfield. He's fast. He's a, he's a pretty big back. He's versatile. I, I would just not as a – I'm not saying he's a full-time back. I just think some of the names they brought in, like ProSize, I think I think Balash still has something left in the tank. But if he's if he has an injury, who knows what's going to happen there. But I think he was worth looking at bringing in for a tryout. Yeah, game. I got I got killed for floating that idea out there. Like, I just said make a call, like, seventh rounder. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, he's terrible. 1.8 yards for carry. I watched him catch a screen pass against Minnesota right out of halftime and took it 80 yards and nobody. He was when you can outrun, you can outrun the pursuit angle. You know you're fast. That dude's fast. That guy's four four six. He he has RAS scores that are that are solid as hell. Like he's a, he can play football. Like he's worth you know, a look at. I mean, you look yeah. at that list. Don't don't get a, somebody getting all pissed off about you bringing up his name. You look at the list of available running backs. Yeah, hey, I would give him a look. Some bums. Devon, I mean, I know people are like all hyped about Devontae Freeman. Only your voice about Devontae Freeman. A couple years ago, relax. What has he done? Like, I mean, really, he what looked, has he done? He looked really good running the inside zone versus a lot of teams in a yeah. spread type offense. I don't know if this – he has and not he been on one – And he's, he catches the ball. He has not been on one tryout or visit list. Are we even sure he wants to freaking – like, you know, know like he's – do that. I don't know. But. I think he's sitting back and he's like, I'm not coming to tryout. You know who I am. I'm Devontae Freeman. I think and I want – and I want $5 million to, a year. Huh? I think it'd be a safe pickup to plug in in the event we needed. Sure. He's the best name on that list. That yep. list is pretty much trash. I know a lot of people talk like, about Spencer Ware, but – Bilal Powell, you know, Spencer Ware. Like, come on. Nobody knows these names. If you didn't play fantasy football, you would never know these dudes' names. Where so, did, Schofield did an article. He mentioned trading for uh, Royce Freeman from Denver. That's yeah. 
What are you trading for him, though? I have no idea. They were just talking seventh, about potential trade. Seventh round conditional pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were just talking. He was. He did an article about potential trades before the season starts. And because of the Montgomery injury had just happened, there wasn't much news out about the length of time or anything. I, I don't think they're going to make him move. I think they like Artavis Pierce. I think Nall's going to be back on the practice squad, and that's what you're going to roll with. Maybe Nall will be on the roster if, if Montgomery's still hurt in week one. But I think your main – I think if that's what happens week one, you're probably your main back is Corderell and then and then Artavis. I'm trying not to or, get hammered. I'm or really just, not to get hammered on the show. You're not helping this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I guess it could be great. talk about good shit. Get away from these, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. You know, I mean, that's what we saw when Montgomery went down. It's just like, oh, here we go. We can't have nice things. No like, way. you know, like it just. It... I'll tell you what. You could put Komet back there. Oh, God, stop it. Thank you, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Tailgate Show. It's gone right off the rails. This segment brought to you by Angel's Envy, evidently. Yeah, we're going to transition to the normally scheduled Golden Dome report. Uh, Yes, folks, step right up and hear all about Alex Bars. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Bars throws the pass to commit. Commit. Pitches it back to Alex Bars. It's a two-man race down the field, and Notre Dame wins seventy-two to nothing. I'm just you put him anywhere you want. Put him at quarterback would be good. Oh, yeah, we're good. I mean, remember when, remember when we were told about how Trey Burton used to be a quarterback in high school or some until until we played the Eagles and he yeah, and then he couldn't throw. I can't throw Sorry. the foot. Sorry, I'm breaking. I'm breaking uniform code here. No, all right, right, all right. All right. Just, also, on a positive note, we got these the young guys. The, I, I, Gibson's looking good too. Yes. There's been a lot of good talk about Mooney, Komet. I mean, it's it's good to hear that these guys we brought in and my guy are making making Lodor. a little impact. I mean, the Lodor making some noise, baby. I love it. I love hearing that kid. He's a he's a gritty kid, man. He's not big, but he's physical and he plays a tough man. I, I think he's got a he's gonna have a good shot. I really do. Well, you don't make the captain the cornerback if he's not a special player. Nope. Like the that's you know, when have you ever heard of a of a defensive captain being the cornerback? Like that's pretty rare. And so I mean I like his I like his chances. I don't think even Denmark's gonna be, you know, making this roster. I've also heard Xavier Crawford's, you know, supposedly and I've seen his name mentioned. You know, you saw Rashad Smith. Uh, name mentioned here and there. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, I've seen a lot of these highlights. It's old number 55 streaking into the play after getting beaten a whole lot. So I don't know if Josh Woods is safe. I mean, you know, just based on, you know, highlights. They brought Ogletree in for a workout, which I thought was pretty interesting. I'd love to see him. Dude, I, sign me up for that. Solid like, depth. Sign me up. Like, yeah, Ogletree had a down year, but the whole Giants defense was bad. So, 80 tackles is a down year. I would take that. It was, it was yes. a down year until he played us and Mitch threw him, too. No, it was Chase. Not Chase. I was at that game, man. Chase Brutal. was the quarterback. Yeah, I would, I, would take, okay. I would take Ogletree here in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I, I hope they do. I don't know. You know, I guess we'll find out, you know, probably uh, sometime tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't even seen if he's 
gone anywhere else for a tryout, but yeah, I, yeah they, they, they were very limited tryouts. You know, Albert Breer usually puts out, that's his department apparently is to put that list out and <clears throat> everybody jumps on that. So there were limited, uh, any other visits. So I think we'll know, you know, Monday, Tuesday, if he's, I hope, I mean, I hope they, you know, bring him in. Um, if not, you know, I mean, we got, you know, young Mac, little Mac, looking mean, yes. looking like a little like he looks like Zion Williamson with Max arms. Really? Have I have you heard anything much about it besides what Khalil was saying? No, no. Really I think he's playing mostly with the third team. I mean, and Khalil said he's going to have to make his mark on special teams. I don't think Khalil is. But it's, but yeah, that's, that kind of sucks for a kid like him because it's like again he's, the pre the preseason where where these kids have the opportunity to shine. Agreed, but I think with the games, you know what I mean. I think he's in a good spot because he's in a position of need, and he's and he obviously you know he looks the part. He has he probably has the raw ability, and he's got his yeah, brother. Good luck saying know. yeah. Good luck telling Khalil you just cut his brother. Good luck. With right. That. I mean, he's like, oh man, no, you didn't. Oh, oh, my. Won't you <laughs> Khalil, uh, Khalil, we had to cut Ladarius. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, that was that was a mistake. We didn't cut your brother. Why would we? We would never. <sighs> That's what I want to see on 1920 uh, football drive there. I want to see see Pace tell Khalil, your brother's gone. (laughs) Khalil coming to the head of steam like Martellus Bennett, like, oh, yeah, I need to talk to Pace. Ladarius is un. He ain't cut no more. What was that linebacker commercial back in the day? They did a better job on the 1920 this time. That linebacker. What was that linebacker commercial? That dude just went around hitting people. The office linebacker. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) He come around the corner. Boom! Woo! (laughs) It's like Terry with Terry Crews office linebacker. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are funny ass commercials. Sorry to interrupt, Jay. You're talking 1920 football draft. Whatever. It's it was better. good. It was, it was really much better. Good. It was, yeah. We got you further inside. Hopefully, no, well, pause. You know, hopefully that continues. <laughs> I don't have that problem. And, <laughs> 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 it just showed you more of what we've been wanting as fans. I mean, we're so, we're just, it's a desert out here. And there's a lot of thirsty people wanting some Bears content. Yeah, man, <clears throat> for sure. It's definitely not hard knocks. You can't expect it to be, though. HBO's got that unlocked. Oh, but I I thought they did a nice job. I thought they let us inside. I thought they gave us a little taste of what we wanted. Um, You know, I think I'm sure they've got a lot more that they that they will use to release later. Um, Especially if things go well, you know, you'll see like the story of the 2020 Chicago Bears. You know, it all um, started in 1920. And they'll have that. Yeah, they'll have that going. So, yeah, I was definitely much happier with, you know, the second episode. It was a whole lot less, you know, set up. And, I mean, you know, they had to do what they had to do in the first one. You you know, you got to assume that some people are, you know, first-time consumers, I suppose. So you, I'm hoping you know. it leads to the Bears actually being honest, being getting comfortable with something like this and then being on hard knocks at some point. I'd love to see them on I wouldn't. I would, I would be shocked. I know. I'd just like to see it as a fan. Of course, would love to see it, but I just, I just would be shocked to an extent. As long as it's not a distraction. 
I feel like they're pretty good at it, yeah. though. I mean, like... They're already in the limelight. You haven't really seen... I mean, you haven't really seen Hard Knocks become that much of a distraction, really, have I think you? when it first started a little bit, maybe, but teams are just used to it now. Yeah, and I think players are used to just being out there in the open on content and all kinds of things a little bit more... Um, it was they had the mic on the tight end from that we got from uh, Kansas City. They, Demetrius they were, Harris. Yes, they they were running from Demetrius Harris. It was like, You're yeah, it was a little bland. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. throwing naggy terms out there and be good, right. be good, be. But yeah, it was just like the guys were like, "No, we know what you got." Yeah, well, but that, we don't have a bunch of like. I mean, as 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 edgy as it gets, is Eddie Jackson doing his you know nicknames for everybody and calling the Gatorade cart this and that and like we got we got T Gip OG 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 like that's as that's as risque and out there as the Bears get. You know what I mean? Like right. you know. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe they'll let uh, Tariq throw his grill and start doing something. But like, I mean, like you know, that it's wild, <laughs> right? Like they need they need Tariq with his grill gleaming in his in his uh, Polaris, like throwing donuts like in the grass and <laughs> like like turn it up, you know, like turn this episode up. But you know, Tariq's on a on a on a contract deal. I tell you what, though, Tariq was very excited. Speaking about the new offense, like that was one thing I noticed this week. He's not going to get cream for two yards and a cloud of dust. Right. Like, and I feel, although I will say that a lot of the writers said that that wasn't anything that looked particularly good at the scrimmage or, you know, was the run game. Yeah, he, um, he, hint, he hinted at kind of like he was having some stuff going on on the outside of football. Too. Yeah, that was interesting, too. Like, he, you know, he basically admitted that, you know, he wasn't on point last year because of that. Um, and and yeah. I think he also hinted at the fact that he was worried. Uh, he, he felt worn down because his training wasn't right because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that at the end of the year. It was a guy who was, you know, who was gun shy and probably – you know, just just seem just seem to step slow or tentative, like you know. And we always joked about him being a sideline magnet, but it was like, damn, he took that to the next level. Yeah, he did. Like you he know, was signing a contract over there. With the right, side. right. Like it was like you know, they told him, oh, you better get over here and you know, and get back on this Twitch stream and start gaming again. He couldn't wait. You know, I mean, but even there was that thing where he got somebody in the Twitch, uh, in his Twitch stream, like, you know, called him out for it. And he was like, he was like, yeah, well, you know, (laughs) he got salty. I remember that video. Yeah. He got salty about his, about his yards per carry and, and whatever. So it was interesting to see him say that. Man, if he, if he stops thinking big hit every time, he, he can do some damage. Right. And and that, that, you brought it up. At NCA and T, what did he run? They ran a stretch zone where he could right. run inside. He was an inside runner that could bust it out. That's what made him a freaking electric running back. That's he what it made got him. Got to that first play. level very, and very quickly. Now the NFL is different. It's not NCA and T. Right. It's not. Right, but you, but what he needs, and we've talked about this before, is he needs a U tight end who clears, who takes a safety with him. And you've got to be, you know, we talked about this months ago when we were talking about Gronk. What is he? He's just me, big, dumb Gronk, but Mm -hmm. he'll throw his body out there and 
That's what he does. And I know that's not the chic thing to say, but dude, it's time. Well, you gotta you gotta have a tight end that that the defense gives a crap about, and it's like, oh crap, we gotta cover that guy. And you we know? do, yep. oh, we and, then, and we do. We have two of them. You know, you and the running back also also has to have that same mentality. It's like, okay, I'm gonna make contact. You know, like uh, let's think about the uh, Rams game where he picks up the blitz. Where Cohen picks up the blitz, and he ends up he does end up getting hurt that on that play. Mm-hmm. But his mentality was, I'm stuffing you right here. Suck it. And he got in his face. You know, it was like. I think, the pro, I, th- I think the pro ball got a little bit to Tariq, too. I think he, you know, the kind of guy that wears glasses while they're doing a podcast. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, what kind of assholes <laughs> would do that? <laughs> um. You know, what I mean, I, I, I think I think that that played into it too. Sometimes pulling up in that Polaris joint, like he was he was feeling it's his own vibe. Stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was a hum- it was a humbling season for him, and I hope he comes out. I know it's a contract year, so that will be brought up into this. But if he starts, like I said, if he starts running again with a purpose, this guy this guy can't. He has the tools to be explosive. He needs to be confident, though. I think his confidence was shaken, just like everybody. I, I get a note of the Barry Sanders stuff, though, trying to like make five moves before you hit a hole type stuff. Like, well, just hit the hole. Does the same shit sometimes too, though. Right, but I, I think that oh, that's the great. that's what happens when you're not sure that there's gonna be a hole, or you have the you know you have the wrong check called, and it's like, I mean, how many? We'll never know how many times that was the case. Where where Mitch should have checked out of a run, but he didn't, you know, and and they you know basically threw them through Montgomery to the wolves. I know that you can watch the tape and see holes, and Jerry mentioned a number of times that that you feel that Montgomery missed holes. I think um, it was not as good as a previous regime running backs. Well, me and Jerry can be breaking down tape to see. We yeah, haven't gotten into that yet. But that's that's also a factor of the offensive line, like. True. To an extent. extent. Your running backs also set up your offensive line, too. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you got to have vision. It it was a whole whole family effort of sucking last year. Everybody had a hand in it except for Allen Robinson, you know. And it was open. And Anthony Miller, you know, put together a good seven, five, seven game stretch at the end of the season and looked like I'm really excited about he might be a player. Um, Two things that I saw on the highlight reel that they put out and I put them, they were back to back cut together. Foles throws a little out for what looked like a first down to Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller is blanketed by screen. Yep. It's a it's a it's a dart of an out, and it hits him right in right the in fucking hands. numbers. Yep, buddy. and it's a first down. Like that is just that throw. It's the Foles effect, man. Is is you know it reminded it's what me we've of missed. it's what we've missed in this right. Game. It reminded me of the fourth down in the playoff game, like you know, like that is what. This guy can do, and it, no, it's not amazing. It's not top ten, whatever. But it's like that's what he can do that, that Mitch can't consistently do. That's is on point. third down, throw to a guy who is covered and let the guy make a play. He can do that with Allen Robinson to some degree. I'm not going to just say that Mitch can't ever do that, but but 
He can't seem to do it with Anthony Miller, and I don't can't know do it why. with any. It's the same story. He can't do it right. with any consistency. Right. Nick Foles can, and he should. And then the next play is Nick Foles dropping down to like three quarter and throwing this perfect little strike right into the belly of Cole Komet in the end zone. And that's another thing where it's like that's where you know, Brian had to clean his screen off. Touch, but a but a pass. <laughs> A ball placement. Pause. There was some ball. Like, <laughs> ball placement. Like that. That's the big thing, you know. And so that well, those something things... that we talked about though in shows past, you know, that was one of his big things that they would always discuss. It's like he has a way of arm angles making the throws that yeah. can't. Yeah. And and I guess maybe he technically got sacked, but you know they're not hitting. He threw a really nice deep ball that was actually caught by that Rodney Adams kid who's, who's kind of been – I mean, with Robinson out, these guys are – you know, some of these receivers are out there making plays that you wouldn't think. But he threw – I mean, he rolled out to his right. He was feeling rush, and he just threw up a right. freaking rainbow, like, down in the corner. Like, just that's that's the things that he can do. Like, that, that deep ball that the guy can run under and make a play on. You know, and, and one of the things that in 1920 in that in that meeting where DeFlippo, Laser, and the quarterbacks, and I think uh, Rags was in there too. That's their quarterback room. That's what those guys were saying: is that you got to make these guys make a play now. You know, like put the ball and let them make a play on it. And I just think that's what Foles is. That's what Foles brings to the table is that's his style of play. Is and sometimes it looks like he's throwing it up. You know, you're you're right. You know, and and I think he will throw uh, some picks, some games. Another thing, another thing he brings to the table though is hasn't started more than eight games in five years. That's always in the back of my head. I know. Okay. How, about, how about that Madden? He's scenario? just got to beat Mitch. <laughs> like it's not like he's well, trying to beat gotta, a good he's quarterback. Got to play a majority of a season again. This is another reason why I think it's going to be Mitch because I think they they have to factor that in. You you can bring him in. I, you, I don't think you can factor that in. Like I don't. I think the the collarbone last year was was did, pretty just, fluky. I know. I just think that. And then and then he stuck and he was stuck behind Carson Wentz. And when he wasn't Foles stuck behind him, he outplayed him. There might not be a quarterback in the NFL more prepared to step in and take a team over than Foles. Yeah, and that's why he's doing it in training camp. Like, okay. I just I just feel like you you give your team a huge amount of confidence by saying we're going out there with the former Super Bowl MVP. I, I I agree with you. I just don't the what is it? I don't know where the organization's at with it. Again, I just think that Mitch needed to win decidedly. Like I don't think a tie. Somebody said you know a tie goes to the incumbent. No, I don't think so. Foles is here because that's not true. You know, right. Mitch has already partially lost the job because Foles' mere presence tells you that. I believe it when if, I say it. Sure. Uh, I, I just think, like, if, if Mitch, if this was Mitch's job and it was, you know, Mitch's job just no matter what, Chase Daniel might still be here. Like, it's not Mitch's job anymore. No, I think that's what you, why you bring Foles in is to upgrade that situation in the event this kid is struggling. That's, that's, 
that's my opinion on it. Especially with the way the contract was structured. It just it just screams you're back up until we need to break glass. That's that's just my opinion. Um, I could be dead wrong, but that's the that's the vibe I'm kind of getting right now. I just think it's it's Mitch. It's always been Mitch. I think it's gonna be a long season if that's the case. I'm uh, real honest with you. I I think you're wrong. That's all right. You know, I think I I'm gonna wager on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm put on it. Week one starter. I have changed my position. Last week I was on the Mitch stand. Whoa, the Mitch train is no longer making all stops. No, after after what we saw this week, and if if there's any anything to the fact that what you put out there about being able to read the defenses pre-snap and throw into the blitz, I think it's already Foles' job. And I'll put a. See about a nice bottle of bourbon. Going, yeah, we can go with a nice bottle of bourbon. I'm not shipping you some freaking bourbon from here, man. <laughs> uh, it's a dealer dealer's choice. Forty dollar cap. Forty. All right. I'll throw forty on it. I want some. There you uh, go. Forty dollar bottle of bourbon. Dollar forty dollars. Right. Of the whatever. You I, I'm not. Bet, I don't bet on football, bro. I don't, okay. I don't bet money All on right. I'm gonna, I'll let you out of it. I'll let you out of it. You don't bet money on football? No? Nope. Little DraftKings? Little, little nah, nah, don't put me in that spot, but no. <laughs> no comment. No comment. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got money like money. that, man. <laughs> You're redoing your whole house, the B. Diddy Mansion. It's a loan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get personal. I don't know. I mean, it's the Diddy compound. We're stuck in the choppers. Get Sorry. to the chopper. <laughs> what? The Diddy chopper. We're you know fully off the rails. Yeah, we're, we're way fully off the rails. Off the rails right now. Hey, did you see the Madden simulation? Speaking of off the rails. <sighs> I don't get Why do they got to do stuff like that? I just oh, got to talk about it, man. What did they say that Foles is going to throw for like 50 touchdowns? touchdowns? I, I, I got to step out. <laughs> he's like, he's gone. He's, he's mad about Madden. He's... No, I don't think he's mad about Madden. I think he's probably checking the compound, making sure yeah. he's all the screens. Checking the compound, make sure the refrigerator is running. <laughs> Madden, what did they say, Jer? What stats did they bring? Super this? Bowl champions, right? Yeah, but I want to hear the full stats. Oh, ridiculous God, as that him. sounds. I don't have them on me right now. but it's Oh, like but it was like touchdowns 44 like... touchdowns and like five picks. Yes. And like 4,500 like... yards or something like that. Like, Crazy. I mean, it's what nothing we've of... never seen as a Bears fan. No, I don't like, what kind of Greg Bragg's fever dream in reverse is that? <laughs> like, I like, love somebody like Greg Bragg's loves Mitch Trubisky. Mm, God, if you're mm, doing that in life, you are. Shout out, shout out to our boy Bragg's. Greg Bragg's. We love What's you, Bragg's. Up, Bragg's. Bragg's in the stands. Check it out. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, man. I don't like. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I Very like two champs. I know, and I guess in last year it was Chiefs, right? They picked the Chiefs. Yes. Hey, I'll take it. It's us, it's us in Kansas City, they say. 
Right. But last year they picked the Chiefs and the Chiefs won. Right. So it's, it's a complete dark horse out of nowhere. But really, absolutely. It, boy, you know, right, that's a great opportunity for a break. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, we were just getting into uh, some of the other stat predictions from the. <laughs> we, were just, we were just we were just breaking down the um, the DVOA predictions. Oh, then you uh, got you want to go. Should we go position by position and break down a little DVOA? Sure, you're getting in my real house now. Let's do it. <laughs> and Jared, I just don't want to take your I don't want to take your hard earned money. Bro. Oh, that's fine. I know. Uh, Dad, Diddy Warbucks, there. I'll tell you what. We got you. Oh, <laughs> he did. He told you what? That was it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll get you one of those BDN shirts. What? Right. Swanging. And hey, I don't. Man, no, I wouldn't want that bet because I don't want a Mitch jersey. So, hey man, you, you have got one. one. I already you got might one. have to see a Smash Brothers shirt for you. I want to see an Earl Thomas and his brother Smash Brothers shirt. Those are the <laughs> yeah. Smash Brothers. That's on right. Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta go on the Pornhub site there for that one. That's it. <laughs> No, but uh, I, are we still on the Madden thing? Sorry. No, yeah, we're going with it. We're right. going. We'll kill it. Two guys I'm excited about, Nichols and Roy Rob. I want to see them take that next step. I think this is – we were waiting for Nichols last year, but I've been hearing – it's. It, we've been hearing a lot of good things about Bilal, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see him have a healthy, productive season. Man. We ain't got one dog. We ain't got two dogs. We yeah. got three dogs already with Hicks, Quinn, and Mac Daddy, it's gonna get sick, boys. It's gonna get sick. Just need that. Just need that offense to just be decent. Chase decent. Chase decent. I just I like. I look at the early part of the schedule though, and we gotta. We need to win. You gotta beat the Giants. You gotta beat the Lions. You gotta beat the Falcons. Like you can't go into a hole. You know. So I, I think in this scenario. Kyle Fuller is going to have to play a little closer. We can't just sit back and get baited. Bait, you know what I'm saying? I think he's going to have to play a little more press man instead of playing. I don't think off. you change. I don't think you change anything uh, up with him. And I think I don't he, think you mess with him. Yeah, I just wonder think, about that with that rush. If it's getting there, if it's getting there in three seconds, him and a press Fuller. situation. But if you're given eight yards of separation, not really. In a rush situation, you're probably gonna stay away from, you may stay away from yeah, Fuller anyway. I, mean, I think when not. you have when you have pressure from both sides, I don't know that it matters. Like I mean, you, when you, you have pressure from edge. when you have pressure from both sides, like that's what that's when Fuller eats, you know, like and that's where I think like the way he plays it works, you know, because you like Fuller's game is he wants the quarterback to throw to him, to his side. He's, he's, he's trusting his instincts, his, his positioning, his speed to, to get that quarterback to throw to his side so he can make a play, you know? Um, and that's, that's the way he plays. So like, I, I don't have he's a, never been a, he's never been great at pressing. I mean, you saw. I don't know if you guys saw that little clip of Amukamara getting getting torched, torched out of the screen <laughs> by Brad Renfro. No, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just something fell off with him with that because he he really, he's old. Yeah, he's, that's he, he's getting injured too, man. He's, he's just old. Guy, guy had some good years for us. Great guy. No disrespect, like the Prince, 
But he was old, and he's getting old. He's not going to play a lot for the Raiders. I'm excited if for Jalen, man. Mm. Yes, I think Jalen, I think you're going to see screen play the outside. I think they have, you know, they you have they already made that move to at Buster the slot. The what? Do you think they've already made that move to Buster at the outside? No, I, I think that if Jalen's healthy, he plays. But I think, I think Oliver Jalen. I don't know if you. I think in Buster. game one, in game one, you're going to see some switching around. I think you might you might see if if it's not Jalen, you're going to see Tolliver. a situation where it Kyle stays where he stays because that's Kyle stays on his side. Um, which I, one thing is one thing I kind of wish they would do with Kyle is move him like a like a shutdown corner does, but they keep him on his side, right. and that, nobody really messes with that. So that's the deal. But I think in the case of Tolliver and Screen, that's who your starters are without Jalen out there. I think they're going to move back and forth. I think on some some plays, you know, in some scenarios, you might see Screen on the outside and Tolliver either come out or move. To to slot, um, but I think they I think they feel comfortable with both those guys, and I think Vilder is now uh, is going to be a solid backup in the slot, and you know uh, on the other side you know you have uh, I guess Crawford I don't know I mean who's your next guy Jalen's number two and then DHC you know I guess yeah. Sheriff. Yeah, man, 14 days. 14. I just can't wait. Yeah, I mean, if this was, you know, if this was game day, we'd be having a show talking about, you know, the victorious Bears and how they, how they, you know, gave Stafford the business, sacked him eight times. God, I hope so. scored 14 points. That's another thing that I know for a fact is going to happen this season. I will put it out there. I'll put it on tape right now. The defense is going to go back to their turnover and scoring ways. It may not be like 2018 levels, but they are going to get their hands on a lot of balls. No pause necessary. <laughs> the defense is going to be fun as hell to watch. I'm just really, like like last year, just hoping the offense takes that next step, man. Because I mean, we'll be. Could be in the promise. I'm not, pining, I'm not pining away for the offense anymore, though. Not yet. I just, I'm gonna. I, I'll turn. I'll change the channel when the Bears have the ball. <laughs> wow. Boy, it, it's Never 2004 that all over again. I can't even think. I can't. I can't. Even when we're losing, I'm watching. I'm, oh, I'm not gonna change the channel. I'm not fucking being serious. I'm just talking about <laughs> like. I'm not going to pine away for this dream of offense. Like, I've been down that road. The one time we had offense, we didn't have We all built fucking wax wings and flew too close to the sun on that shit, and it didn't work out. Like, (laughs) you know, like, we're we're not – no, like I'm not. I'm not believing it until I see it. That's why it's all going to be like a pleasant surprise to me. I've already decided we have two backups. The offense is just going to be decent. Is there anything else? Holy shit! It's Christmas. I'm excited. Like, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going down that road again. Getting. I won't be hurt again, boys. <laughs> won't be hurt. I'm so battered. I'm so. I'm so battered. Son, whoever whoever the starter is is going to be great. That's how battered I am. No. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no matter who the starter is, they're probably not going to be great. No, like, that's. Be... 
That's my uh, scenario. I, my opinion, I'd rather see Foles because they can run the whole offense. Again, I just think it's – I don't think do it's you, ever in their head, never not been Mitch. Do you remember at all, and I don't remember that well, what the offseason like, was like when they brought in Greasy? Was it a, no, I was, was it a competition? Like, was it – was it you know? I mean, it was greasy and Grossman, like you know. So you had it's greasy, super greasy, right? But what happened? Did, I don't remember. Did did Grossman have the job at the beginning of the year? Do you, I don't know. Do you remember? I, I don't. I, I don't done remember. My, I wasn't that. I'd have to that, put that, the timeline together. There, there was a couple of preseasons there where Rex got hurt too. Right, but Greasy was brought in after, you know, Rex basically lost him the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, that's 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 the way things came out of that game. Now, obviously, Greasy. Tommy Harris and Mike Brown, and, they, you know, they, they stopped running the ball, blah, 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 blah. But there was, you know, the, the easiest excuse was that Rex Grossman is our quarterback. You know, that was the worst, Lovey Smith. No, like, man. Rex is a quarterback. One thing we're, as, running, we're running off the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only one uh, thing worse than hearing Lovey Smith saying Rex Grossman's our quarterback. It's Matt Nagy saying, I'm going to have to go look at the tape before I make a comment on that. That yeah, is the new. That is the new. <laughs> he made a joke like, you know, uh, we can have another tape session afterwards after I watch the tape, and you know, like, oh, guys, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna do that. Yeah, but. I want live tape sessions with Nagy. Or just to flip I don't even need to hear from Nagy. I mean, I want to know if Nagy can really talk it all. I, I love to hear him talk it like, like the Flippo talks it, you know? Like, that's cool. I love when they do that stuff. Yeah, when, when they really start. When the Flippo gets loose, he's actually fun to listen to. And it's he, great to hear like NFL people stuff. break down tape. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I will 100% I will take the professionals breaking down tape when we can get it. Otherwise, yep. that'd be great. I'm good on all that. There's a couple people out there that could do it, but Alan, <clears throat> now that uh, all 22 is for free, it's a lot of lot of uh, a lot of experts That's out great. there breaking down tape, letting us know. Well, Got anything else there, Diddy, on the old agenda? I think we are good, man. I just it's fourteen days left. It's gonna be exciting to number one the anticipation, man. We've been waiting so long for this. It's it's things have slowed up and with COVID, and hopefully everybody stays safe so we can have the season, man. But I'm I'm really I'm pumped up. It's it's getting close. Next week's gonna be a big week, cut down week. There could be some names out there, and I think we as Bear fans need to really be watching it. See from all teams because there's going to be some holes that need to be filled. We'll see, and that's what I think. I'm that's gonna. What we do. That's 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 what I think. You know, that's what Pace is waiting for is these is some of these cutdowns. I don't think he's going to sign anybody until he sees who's out there on the street from the cuts. So, um, you know, I wonder well, how that works now. You know, I think there was probably some scouting going on there. You know at some of the preseason games that's gone, you know, how does one scout something that you can't even get into? I think you're going to have you don't. basically your draft, the stuff you had on these guys, some of these guys, yeah. get cut, the rookies, yeah. some of your, you have to go back to some of your draft stuff that you had on them. Yeah. 
I mean, nobody's giving each other any any help. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, never a dull moment. We keep it. We keep it going. We keep, you know, we keep uh, trying to bring you all the content. Um, please go on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to us and rate and review us. I uh, really appreciate on that. Said we're live. We're live on Periscope, Facebook right now, YouTube, uh, all three. Um, so that was cool. Thanks yeah, for tuning in. Uh, just another episode of the Tailgate Show. The bars. The quarterbacks are gonna kill my liver. You're gonna die happy though. You're gonna die drunk. <laughs> Damn sure. Uh, salute. Thanks everybody. Peace out.